الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه يجمعين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا وأعذنا من شرور أنفسنا the chapter that is normally brought in the books of Ahadith at the beginning of Ibadat. Normally it starts with Wudu. And then what Wudu, obviously a person before Wudu, normally that's the time that he will think of making Istinja. So either the chapter of Istinja will come first or the chapter of Wudu. In the last three or four Majalis we discussed about Wudu and how just in the Wudu a person can make himself very, very clean. He can make himself well protected. He can create his shield around him. It makes him shine. It takes away dirt. The chapter which Muhaddisin will then bring after that, if wuzu is brought first, will be the chapter of the adab, the etiquettes that were taught for a person who goes to make istinja. So in the kitab Mishkatul Masabih, the author has titled this chapter Babu Adabil Khala. The chapter of the etiquettes when one is alone. Khala normally refers to going for istinja because it's understood at that time a person is alone. But this is not like you alone yourself. This is the chapter where a person is alone and he is away from the angels. That is the meaning of alone. Now that you are away from the angels, meaning the jinnat are there, the shayateen are there, you're not far from them. There are no insan around you, meaning good people. The main thing is those angels which are known as the angels of mercy. Because the area is an area of dirt. Or because your private area is being exposed. This is the time that the angels pull away. Now you are really lonely. You are alone. At that moment, what etiquettes a person has to look after to ensure that the jinnah do not grab the opportunity. When he's going to make wuzu, he's going to be in his shield already. And then from one wuzu to the other, they're not going to get the chance to go close. If they want to launch an attack, the time is now. When his satar is exposed, so the angels have pulled. When he is making his tinja, the area is dirty, so the angels pull away. This is the place where the jinn will normally come. So, adabul khala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa gave many guidelines when a person enters what we today call the toilet or the area of istinja. It could be a place that is made for istinja, like how we make our toilets. The toilet can either be then such... Like in certain places you will find they don't have a system like ours where the dirt goes in and immediately gets washed away. Certain places are such the dirt will remain. It falls in a certain hole but it will remain there until water is pushed through the system and all the dirt takes. So it will remain. Certain places got no system of water. It is just like a hole. And you will make your istinja and it will fall and it will gather, but it is far away from you. It will gather there. Ours is such that normally the water takes it away immediately. We say flush the chain. 
But around us there will always be a little dirt. And some houses are such that their bathrooms and their toilets are such that it is so clean that the kitchen is more dirtier than the toilet. But still you will call a toilet a toilet. It will still be called. And the kitchen will still be called kitchen. The reason is it has now been known as muhayya. This area has been set aside for dirty work. That is why the door is kept closed. It is not like the most best part of your house. This is an area of dirt. The more dirt that is in the toilet, the more shayateen will gather around in that area. The more cleaner the toilet is, less shayateen. Angels, however, are like us. Their nature is such that where they are attracted to clean things, similarly they are attracted to what is known as a clean place. So the angel is not going to go see at the toilet that how clean did your maid or did your wife or your mother make the toilet. And if it is found clean, then the angel will say, no problem, I'll be with him, telegraph. That area is known as an area of dirt. As we feel nafrat from it, similarly the angels, they stay away from it. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he explained in their area, in their time, the people would normally search for a place where it was well protected, well covered. That's the place where you are going to be making your istinja. One of the best times or places at that time would be where there would be a lot of date palms. Because these trees would grow very close to each other. So it's very easy for you to find a well-protected, secured place. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned regarding these areas. He said, Inna هَذِهِ الْحُشُوشِ Hashun was referring to this area where there's a lot of bush. To understand this. In every area where there was bush, there wasn't dirt. In every area where there was bush, there was no dirt. But because it was known that people are normally going to come to areas like this to do their istinja, it became known already as the place for the jinn and the place for the angels to move away. Jinn would now come towards it. Angels would move away from it. The jinn wouldn't go looking, is there any dirt here? It was known this is your area and the angels wouldn't go looking, if there's no dirt, we will stay here. It was known that it is not your area. Allah's Nabi said, Inna hadihil hushush muhtabara. Remember at these gardens, where there are a lot of trees, where places are dark, where man doesn't frequent. And when man does come, he comes for the purpose of istinja. He says, these areas are muhtabara. They are the areas where the shayateen, the dirty shayateen, the evil shayateen, they gather. Mullah Al-Qari Rahimullah mentions, Ay, bihadratil jinni wa shayateen, evil jinn, what we know as shayateen, they gather in these areas, yatarassaduna bani adama bil adha wal fasad. This is where they find the opportunity to harm men. To put their eye on man. To make him their target. To try to cause some difficulty to him. Where many a person complains about jinn affecting a person. 
then you have to understand jinn need angels to move. When angels move, that's when the jinn come. After the jinn find their opening, it's like you grab onto something, then you don't let go after that. Once that jinn enters, it is like a cockroach has entered a house. As long as the cockroach is not there, you got a clean house. The day it enters, you can carry on killing one after the other. Some people say when you kill one, that's when it gives birth to another. Whether it's true or not, what it means is so many there are, that no matter how many you kill, another one is coming. No matter how many you kill. Similarly are the jinn. Once they enter, then even if ten are killed, there's another twenty lining up. How many you're going to kill, so many more are going to, because that opening has been made. So they're always waiting. But you will look at the wording now that comes. Is it only by a toilet? He says, لِأَنَّهُ مَوْضِعٌ تُكْشَفُ الْعَوْرَةُ فِيهِ What brought the jinn to this area? And what took the angels away from this area? He said, this is an area in which the satar of man is exposed. تُكْشَفُ الْعَوْرَةُ فِيهِ This is an area in which the satar of man gets exposed. So let's say it's not a toilet. In the past... When Islam came, it became the nature of man. It became the nature of woman. That what is known as my satar, it was so hard for a person of who's got a clean nature. Nabi Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, when Allah ta'ala removed his clothing because of the error he made, next to him was his wife, Hawa radiallahu anha. A husband and wife are allowed to see each other. The clothing came out. Natural instinct of theirs was. They did not look if any angel is looking at us. Their natural instinct was immediately to grab something to cover their private part. Whoever has been introduced to purity, he will feel very uncomfortable just being naked. He will not be like a person who says, I like to suntan. So I take out my clothing, there's no one in my room and I just sit naked. Even if there's no one around, he will not feel at ease. It will be against his nature. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam always searched for the place which is most concealed. That's when he would go for istinja. He would search for a place that was concealed. Despite that there, his amal and how he thought the ummah would be, that he would only remove his cloth when he would come very close to the ground. As he would be coming close to the ground, that's when he would be lifting up his cloth. <laughs> he would wait until he would come close, that's when he would lift it. He thought in the nature of the people of purity, that for my body to be naked is not normal. It's against my fitrat, my tabiyat, my nature. It pulls away the angels. So to be naked was a thing which the angels would always feel shy. And the people of Iman would hardly have gatherings where satr was exposed. Thereafter the world changed. And an effort was made, especially on women, made on men, that the more of your satr you can show, the better. So a time came where showing the knee was no like big issue. 
It became known, sports is taking place, the knees will be shown. The young boy in school has been told, you come with your shorts because there's PE. When we were small, no one would think about this. Why couldn't they say, because we know when it was PE and it was winter, then they allowed everyone to wear a full trouser. So what was the reason when it's summer, it had to be shorts? Because if in winter you could run with a long trouser, and in summer you could run with a long trouser. The only reason to bring that shorts was so that the satar could get exposed. And a boy could become used to in front of others showing even what was called his small satar, his knee. Otherwise they could have easily, especially in a Muslim school, they could have put, or where there were Muslim children but in a non-Muslim school, the parents could have put a lot of effort lot of zor that my child will come with shorts, but he will wear something that comes to his shin. What is wrong with that? That's still short. And if he's allowed in winter to wear full, then in summer to go higher, the work is done. But they needed the shorts. They needed the girl to be wearing shorts. They needed the boy to be wearing shorts. When they had to make a uniform in the airports and for people to work, they could have made any uniform. They had to make it called a skirt that let that girl's leg show. They had to say they don't have to wear long sleeves, so let your hand show. They needed the hair to be exposed. Why was all that effort made? Because it was known at a place where the satar is exposed. The angels pull away and the jinn now will flock. So now the toilet and the place of Istinja became a very huge area. Now it became so huge that the person is not sitting for two minutes in Inna Hadihil Hushush Muhtadara. These are the places where the jinnat are gathering. Now he is sitting there perhaps for an hour. That boy would be sitting in school for how many hours? Even if his satar was not exposed. And there was a girl next to him whose satar is exposed. Then he must know in that entire area for seven hours, there is no angels. This is the place where the jinn are now gathering. How much of chance of attack? Nabi Wasallam, when person went for istinja, he taught this concept that a man must be very aware of his surroundings. He said, when you will go for istinja, فَلَا تَسْتَقْبِلُوا الْقِبْلَةِ وَلَا تَسْتَدْبِرُوهَا That don't ever let your chest be facing Qibla. Don't let your back be facing Qibla. Ulama gave different reasons. They explained when it's outside a building, when it's inside a building. One of the main things that even at the time when a person finds a need to be moving to a place where there is no angels, at that time, he cannot be oblivious of what his source of power is. So as soon as he will go, the first thought of his will be, where's my Qibla? And understanding where his Qibla is, he will move. He will change his direction. But what a ruling it was. We might not think about it because we, our toilets are built already. So we already know it's built not towards Qibla. Or we think it's well not towards Qibla. The ruling that came, make sure you're not facing Qibla, meant what? One is, as soon as you enter, think about where's your Qibla. 
soon as that thought comes, he understands what my power is. Then in the ihtiram of that qibla, he will move. Just that amal of his, that he has shown adab to the Kaaba, just that amal of his gets from Almighty Allah a certain special mercy. Remember, the angels will not come to a place of dirt. But it will never happen that the mercy of Allah cannot come there. So if the angels are pulling away, that is a time where man needs that, Oh Allah, how many you protect without the angels? Now he needs it. So his first was, don't be oblivious of your source of power. So as soon as he entered, he has to think about, where is my Qibla? And he has to do an amal which is the adab of the Qibla. That move away. My back cannot face you, meaning my behind. My front cannot face you, he has done an amal. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa then thought, now he will read. One hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, Sitru ma bayna a'yunil jinni wa awrati bani adam idha dakhala ahadukum al-khala'a When a person enters in place where the jinnat are now there, in this narration it's mentioned when he goes for istinja, other places when he lifts up his clothing, meaning when you are undressing, when you are naked, at every place where the angels pull away, and the jinn will normally come to, and they want to now look at your private part. It makes them happy. They laugh at it. They might even play with it. They approach the person. All of this is happening. Why? Because they understand that there's no angels around this person. That's the only thing that gives them the jurat. Otherwise, jinn are very scared. They take that step forward. They come closer, closer. Allah's Nabi said, put a barrier between the eyes of the jinn and the satar of Bani Adam. Meaning they must not see you naked. They must not even know you there. Now, what will be that barrier? That every time you enter, Nabi said, Ayyakul, all he has to say is Bismillah. He just takes the name of Allah and immediately that barrier has been put up. How long will that barrier remain? That barrier will remain until he leaves that environment and the angels come back to him. But he needs that barrier. Now let's just say when you go for istinja, we need that barrier for five minutes. But you do get those students whose istinja needs 20 minutes, half an hour. They start off, they have the introduction, they have the ending, conclusion. How long will their barrier last? It will last how long he needs it. If the jinnat will come in the toilet because the angels pulled away because there's no satar. There's an aura exposed. So similarly in the class of the child, the jinnat will also approach when the angels pull back because so much of people's satar is exposed. Similarly in the marketplace, once upon a time it was not like that. But in today's marketplace, let summer come. And whatever clothing is there, it's only being sold in the shops after that. Because in the market there's no cloth. Everyone is making an effort to wear even less. And how that woman thinks, and how what was put in her mind that in summer you'll feel very hot. Whereas clothing is such, 
that everyone knows if you wear white clothing, it will push away heat. It was never ever said, don't wear clothing. But let summer come. And for some reason, a boy and a girl, he understands I need to take out my clothing. I'm just feeling hot. So the skipper, the top came off, it became a skipper. Then the arms were shown. Then the girl's trouser came off. And slowly, 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 where it ended, that the time came on the beach, there was only the basic, basic covered. But it never ended there also. It went one further. Where they said, we want those beaches where nothing is covered. What was pushing them towards that? Was it that it's so hot at the beach that the person said, I just even need this year to be getting its aircon? Or was it that the jinn needed to invite even worse jinn? Even worse. And the worst of the worst will come with the filthiest of filthiest is seen. So where a small satar was shown, many angels pulled away and many jinn came. Where the biggest satar was going to be shown, every angel was going to pull away. And so many jinn were going to come. Inna هَذِهِ الْحُشُوشِ muhfadara. Now you understand that area is full and full of shayateen and jinn. We would normally say the toilet. Now we will say the beach. Now we will say the beach. So that boy says, but I'm only swimming. But he says, but remember around you, because of satars exposed, you have entered a place which is muhtadara. The jinnat ayah. And they have not come to swim. They have come yattarassaduna bani adama bil adha, waiting for the opportunity to grab. If there was a need, you needed to swim. You're so upset with these others who have come dressed so loose. You say, I wish they were not here. Then immediately you think about put your satar between the jinn and yourself. Take the name of Allah. <laughs> that child who is told you have to go to school. And that environment is school is people are not dressing well. And now they have told that boy, you are a young boy, so you will sit next to a girl. She is young, you young. You are so clean. Nothing is going to happen. But she got no trouser. Because she got no trouser, her satar is exposed. Natural, the angel will pull away. When the angel pulls away from her, the jinn are definitely going to come closer. When they are close to her, they are going to be close to that boy. That parent has to teach the child, girl or boy, that you are in an area I'm sending you where there's hardly angels, only jinn. At least take the name of Allah. That one who's going to school, lot of jinnat, very little angels. The one who's going to university, everyone says university is hell in itself. That you are entering into Jahannam. So if a person is entering, he should think about so much. That at least I must put up a barrier between me and the shayate. He has to put it up. As long as he's in a good environment, waswas do not come. Doubts do not come. When you meet a person who has become atheist, or who says, I'm on the verge of becoming an atheist, or he says, I have joined this group which is called Previously we were Muslim. So we are giving like support to those others also who previously who were Muslim. Before you had support groups for divorce. A divorce girl, so she had a group that I'm also divorced, don't worry, we know what it is. 
Now you got the support group for a murtad. And the other one says, don't worry, I was also murtad. I know, eh, parents got very angry. Don't worry, I'll support you. Imagine you got a support group for murtads. But when it's asked, like, where you got these thoughts from? So normally he will say, some way I picked it up. But you'll pick it up, he picked it up in the class of that university or the school. So was it only the teacher who was bad? It was the teacher that was bad and it was the environment that was empty of angels. Had the angel been there blowing good thoughts in him, it would have blown away the dirt. But that environment doesn't have angels because the sitar is exposed. Tukshaful awratu fi. Just because the sitar is exposed, wala yuzkaru ismullah fi. And the second is the name of Allah is not taken in that area. That hushush which Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi was speaking about. He said, Inna هَذِهِ الْحُشُوشَ muhtadara." These areas where there's a lot of trees, remember the jinn ayah. On what basis the ayah? It's an area where the satr is exposed. They never ever mention it's an area where number two is found. Because as I told you, it wasn't in every place. The people would enter the garden and just look for their own place to do the istinja. So the jinn were not looking for dirt. The jinn understood this is the place where satars are exposed. And this is a place where Allah's name is not taken. This is our house. Wherever you find in the world, satar is exposed. And the name of Allah is not taken. Understand that is not my place then. That is the place of the jinn. If for some need I have to go into that area. Nabi sallallahu alayhi If ever you have to go into such an area. That time khala meant you have to now be alone. For istinja. فَلْيَقُلْ Then make sure he says. Ayda Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-khubuthi wal-khaba'if. Or he says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الْخُبُثِ وَالْخَبَائِفِ Whichever wording he uses, he says, I seek your protection, Allah. مِنَ الْخُبُثِ Khubus is the plural of khabith. Khabith means the faulty male jinn. وَالْخَبَائِفِ It's the plural of khabitha and the faulty female jinn. Normally when we spoke about jinn or we speak about jinn, our people, the only thing they understand of jinn is that the jinn will attack me and I'll need an army and it's troubling me, I'm getting pain. No one ever understands that that jinn which hits your stomach, that's called baby jinn. He's like the child who plays soccer and breaks the windows. He is not of the high level jinn. High level jinn don't come to give stomach pains. They come to grab iman. High level jinn that's why they've taken that name. Minal Jinnah, the Jinn was Shayateen. And some say, like, what's the difference? Isn't every kafir jinn a shaitan? So all evil jinn are shayateen. But you get certain jinn which are just naughty in nature. They are called the babies. You can call them small shaitan. His job is to make your leg pain, to make your head pain, make your stomach pain. When our people enter the toilet, they're more worried about that jinn. He mustn't grab me. And if he grabs, it's kiyama itself. It's very hard to get him out. 
But very few worry about the big jinn. The big jinn have come to take away iman. When a man enters these areas and he says, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minal khubuth wal khabayif. He is not only asking Allah's protection from small baby jinn. He is speaking about those major jinn. Al-mudhi lil-insan. Those that have come to create fasad in man. Corruption amongst man. Problems in man. Whatever problems they can do. These two duas, Bismillah and Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-khubuth wal-khabayf. Some ulama have mentioned Bismillah first and then Allahumma. Some have said Allahumma first, then Bismillah. Some said any of the two also. Because as long as Allah's name is taken. Two principles were taught. When you are entering a place where you know the angels are not here, you alone now. Two principles were taught. One is immediately look for your source of power. So you have to realize that I got my own source. That's why Qibla. You will think, where is my Qibla? Then if I am taking out my clothing, I must not face. But the thought is, at that time, make some amal of adab to the Kaaba. Because you need, oh Allah, if the angels are not here, I need you directly now. So that amal you can do at that moment. If you ever have to go into a university, into a school environment, into the market environment, and it is not a place of the angels, they normally don't come when there's so much of dirt, there is music on the sides there, the angels are not moving in that area, then you have to do something that gets the mercy of Allah towards you. You will have to do something. If the angel is not there, ulama have mentioned it is not wrong to make dhikr in a marketplace. Because there is no stool there. There is music there. If you are going to let that music penetrate your ears and you are not doing anything, you are very far from the mercy of Allah. You will have to bring the mercy of Allah. So you will have a tasbih in your hand. You will have a tasbih in your pocket. You will be touching. You will do something. The child is told, you are going to school, no problem. Here's one tasbih. Keep it in your pocket. Every time your hand touches it, just think of Allah. Because you need Allah. And the second is with some dua. Bismillah. Put a barrier between yourself and that. Understand your source of power. Do some amal that gets the special mercy of Allah. And the second is take the name of Allah and it will put a lot of protection. Where many people thought this has to be the adab only of the toilet. But that word, babu adab al-khala, that when you alone, meaning when the angels are not by you, you make sure you do something that protects you. May Allah tabarakta grant us all that going to the toilet also becomes our sabak. That I don't like to be in a place where the jinn are and the angels are not. And as I get that nafrat in the toilet, my nature must become such. If ever I come into a place where the jinn are not, where the jinn are and the angels are not, I naturally feel uneasy. And as quick as possible, I try to get out of that environment. This individual will go to the market, but he will not enjoy it in the market. He will never ever go to a mall to say, I'm just going to thrill, to chill, to walk around, to move around. He is exactly like the one who doesn't go to the toilet to say, I'm going to chill. He goes there when he needs and he gets out as quick as possible. He'll walk into the mall, 
the music around, the pictures that he's seen, his nature will just get turned off. He will understand, no angels here. This is dirty. And I need out as quick as possible. He'll take Allah's name. He will get his work done. When he comes out, like how a person is just like happy, I'm out. And he says, I thank you Allah, you removed this dirt from me. When a person comes out of that environment, he'll just get calm. May Allah make our nature such. We enjoy to be where the angels are. We feel uneasy where the angels are not. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين